There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're going to talk about a question from Joanne. And she has this issue that we all have, where we are inspired to tell people about the law of attraction or Abraham or Joshua, and yet we say, no, we're not going to say anything because they're going to think we're crazy. So we don't do it. And then we end up finding out that people have always liked Abraham for years, but they're afraid to tell us, we're afraid to tell them. We don't want to come out of the closet as being weirdos. And so we never make these connections. It could have been right there because it's the universes are inspiring or our inner selves are inspiring us to make these connections with people to share what we know because what we know is totally awesome. Yet it's so, you know, up off the main screen stream idea of what, you know, how you should live life and stuff that people will think it's all woo woo. And so we don't want people to think we're all woo woo. And so we don't say anything. And then we miss all these opportunities. So this is a question from Joanne asking this very same thing, which we've all thought before. And we're going to dive into this question. Today on the round tra table, Trable, we have Tracy DeLuise. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Gary. And Kyla Hinton. Hi, Kyla. Hi, Gary. And Mark Shahada. Hi, Mark. Uh, hello. Wow, it's fun having <laughs> the game back together, except for Wendy, who is doing something, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna talk uh, to her. We're gonna have it's a, only the road trip of the century. Yeah, yeah, with her son. But Sounds I don't like even think it's that. I don't even think it's that much of a fun road trip. You know, no. if you ask me, <laughs> I don't know if she's having that much fun. Is she really? Does it look like she's having fun? No. Yeah, she would be having more fun with us, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, who wouldn't, right? This right. is this is really what's happening in the universe right now. The only thing that's happening is this conversation that we're talking about right now. Nothing right. else exists except for this conversation. And so if nothing else exists other than this conversation, then it must mean she doesn't exist either. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's curious. Yeah. I would, yeah, because I always thought, like, if I can't see you, like, you are you still there? Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we should get her on the phone to see if she is there. Oh, she is having a wonderful time. She's having a good time. Good. Excellent. Well, hopefully she'll be back next week. Anyway, have you guys ever had the situation where you've been inspired to talk to people about the law of attraction or something, and you're like, mm, I don't know if I should? Yeah, I mean, I used to, like, start talking to people about it, and then you get more into it, and then you get more woohoo, and I'm, then I go, oh, geez, maybe I should stop talking now. <laughs> but when I'm initially inspired, like, I'll get into a conversation, and I'll start talking oh, you know, there's nothing wrong in the world or whatever, you know, quote will come to my mind. And then you get deeper and deeper and then people start looking at you like, yeah, what? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, maybe I should back off now. <laughs> do you mention the channeled part or do you just, like, what do you say? It depends. Uh, you know, it, if I'm talking to someone who I don't know at all, I'll ask them, you know, have you ever, ever heard of channeling? Do you know what channeling is? Yeah. And if they say no, you know, I'll say, well, all right, have a good morning. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one to explain. Well, yeah. non-physical beings, and that's when they look at you like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right, I, I know. Say, All right, God. Do you know you believe in God? <laughs> yeah. And they kind of get it. They're like, you know, you can talk to God whenever you want. Mm-hmm. That's mm -hmm. a good one. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Have you, I mean, Conversations with God was a huge book, right? Right. Exactly. So people have to be aware of it somehow. Um, the what's the other one? Intervention with the devil. What's this one? Oh, outwitting the devil. Outwitting the devil. Yeah. Yep. Between God and the devil, or it's so he says Napoleon Hill. But oh, that's right. That was really yeah. good. 
But the devil was God and the devil, you know, as one, the yin and Mm -hmm. the yang, the dark and the light, you know, it's all one. That's what came out in that book. That That book was so good. But yeah, I've been doing this for five and a half years and I just posted my first Joshua quote on my personal Facebook page. Did you really? Yeah. After five and a half years. When, like, when did you do, when did you do that? Like a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, yeah, I can see that. Well, now that, that, people who follow me personally has become more Joshua people than people who don't follow Joshua and pretty much everyone knows, but there's a lot of high school friends and stuff on that page. So are you saying you've been slowly pushing out the non Joshua friends out of your life? (laughs) I find it easier to just get rid of all the people who don't believe in love. Right. That's what I'm saying. Such a big backyard. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, what, what was interesting on that post is that, Everyone, all the likes and the comments from that post came from people who were knew me as, you know, Joshua, and no one else commented on it or liked it because they just missed it, you know. So oh, right. this thing about we're we are getting to understand now that we're attracting people who are vibrational match to us, and if that's us, then that's and they're going to be receptive to it. So there is no need to really fear it. Right. Yeah. You know, I um, it's so funny how different I am because way back in the day, I, w- I was a life coach. And I-, I think I told you guys, I was a life coach and I got most of my cl- clients from-, from Twitter. And so I used to add these law of attraction quotes on Twitter, right? But I didn't use my real name because I, I didn't want people to Google Mark Shahada and see these weird, very <laughs> fairy law of attraction quotes, you know? Yeah, And I was, I was, you know, and so what I did was I took a little time off and then I did an, I tried another little project. And then when I came back, I said, you know, I'm going to own this and I'm going to use my real name. And I'm going to get my life coach certification and, and, and then announce it to, to Facebook. And I came out, you know, use my real name on, on Facebook and, and said, I'm a life coach and everything. And it was like, no big deal. But I, I was, but I was ready for it. And yeah. pretty much you kind of have to not give a shit what people think. And uh, that's what eventually happened. And push through. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I get it because there's times where I'm on Facebook on my personal page and, you know, put quotes up or do, you know, law of attraction stuff, a lot of Joshua quotes. And, you know, then I'll lay down in bed and you're like, oh, nobody commented on it. Like, why not? You know, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm crazy, but yeah. it's just like Gary just said, it's you're attracting the people who are a match to it, you know, and, and I'm just keeping confident that, you know, I, I really don't care what people think anymore. You know, I'm like, if they think I'm woohoo crazy, it's okay. It's okay. And that's where the acceptance comes in and allowing people to be just who they are, not trying to change them. This is who I am. If you don't accept me, that's fine too. If you do, that's great you know, and we can have a conversation, but just pushing through that fear. Yeah. And not caring. Mm-hmm. Who cares what they think? And Kyla doesn't have this problem. Do you, Kyla? Well, oh, I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the problem that I will have until the end of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I do, I guess I'm, I don't know. I have stuff around Facebook. Like it just hasn't felt, I don't know fun for me to be on there recently like it just felt good to be like in real life but yeah when it comes to posting on Facebook there is yeah that like I don't know I just I'm like ah I just won't even because I'd rather have the conversations in person in terms of like sharing stuff like this but in the town that I live in it feels like a lot of people are already pretty open to it yeah so or even if it's not like this just open you know minds in general yeah Uh, but yeah, I have like going back to you were talking about talking about channeling Chase. Like, I do. I, there aren't a lot of people that necessarily have their minds wrapped around that, and sometimes I still don't. But the way that it's become easiest to talk about it is like, oh, have you ever heard of it? And if they say no, I'm like, well, you know, explain the general idea, but also like make the point that to me it doesn't matter the source quote unquote of the information doesn't matter what I'm looking at is the information itself and whether or not it makes sense to me and how I can apply it in my life and like 
using just like with everything discernment, like, does this feel true for me? And so much of it does. And so that's what matters. And that's the part that's fun and easy for me to share. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That is so I, perfect. I find that I get the best response when I'm not like in her question, we'll get into it. But like when I'm just sharing what's exciting for me and how it relates to my experience rather than trying to preach at people or tell them how they should be, you know, that I get very different responses. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's being the example of alignment and not trying to control somebody to force them to listen to you and say, listen to this. It's great. Yeah. Uh -huh. you're just yeah. Being that example and they can receive it so much easier. Yeah. Because one of the things that I like about what Joshua said over and over is that like, we don't have to save the world, <laughs> you know, like There's the world is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs our help. And so right. I like not feeling this big pressure or responsibility to go out and like, you know, spread the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Interesting to me. You guys don't want to get together and go door to door and hand out leaflets? I've been there and I've well. done that and it was not fun. <laughs> it never looks like fun to those people. Those are the <laughs> slowest walking people on earth. You know, well, see, it takes an hour to get to the next house. <laughs> yeah, right I, I, I never heard Joshua say we're, we don't need to save the world. So I've been out there like, uh, uh, <laughs> I've been talking to everybody I can. And so now I can stop now. I, I can get to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is also a, a question about inspiration. You know, m mainly, if you have the inspiration to talk to somebody, right. it's the fear that's stopping you from moving forward on that inspired idea. Yeah. And you have to realize that you are a vibrational match to whoever's coming into your reality. And so that it's okay to do what you're inspired to do, no matter what that is. Yeah. In fact, it'll move you along on your path. Yeah. 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 I think that's why, like, I don't put a lot of the law of attraction quotes on my personal page because it just doesn't, I don't have, like, I don't mind doing it, I, I guess, but I, I don't, I'm not inspired to do it. So I, I, I you know, so I just don't do it. That I'm often. sort of inspired to do it. Um, and I think I'm going to do it more because why else would all these people become friends with me? Mostly recent ones who are <laughs> Joshua. There's a ton yeah. of people there who want to follow me as well as the Joshua page and the, um, t the uh, friends of Joshua Facebook group. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because now all the friend requests I get are people who want, you know, who know yeah. Joshua, you know, yeah, is, is there like a is there like a select group that you know when we put it on our personal page that you imagine seeing that might not like it is there, or select select group or like one or two people or you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a group of all my friends from high school or all my poker buddies, right? And the uh, funny thing about the poker is that it's very common to Google another poker player because you can see their results, their history, right? And so you want to see, you want to keep up with them on what they're doing in tournaments and see how their, you know, how their earnings are progressing and stuff like that. And when I had gone away, you know, moved up here and then went back in last February, everyone had Googled me. And then now they find Joshua before anything poker. It used to be more poker than Joshua. Now it's all Joshua. All right. Oh, good luck with your woo-woo business. <laughs> They're all super nice. Everyone's great, you know. There's yeah. nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My um, one really good poker friend, uh, this was like maybe two years ago. He came up to me and he goes, I Googled you and saw this Joshua thing. And I spent like all night long on the website. Just wow. Questions and everything. He goes, he goes, uh, there's some really out there ideas on that, you know, and he goes, I don't know if I get all this stuff that's going on, but, but you're way smarter than I thought you were. <laughs> oh, wow. That's his takeaway. That's his takeaway, <laughs> take right. <laughs> well, yeah. if he spent all night on it, that's, you know, there must've been something there for him. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, and we, <laughs> we talked about it. And then his, his best poker friend, Tim is, and Tim's married to, to Janine, you know, so we have that in connection. Uh, so that's how we all know each other. It was pretty, pretty interesting. But they had never discussed it between the two of them. He just randomly found it. Yeah. 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 And then I'm sure a lot of people, other people have. Um, uh, one old friend says, what's this Joshua shit? Is Temple even his middle name? <laughs> even his real middle name? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Is he just making that up? Uh, yeah. 
He just added that. Ever since. Yeah, because, you know, it sounds spiritual. That, you know, my middle name, I had always resisted my whole life and never told anybody about it. Never told anyone what my middle name was. And it's a very weird to have Temple as your middle name. I mean, who's got yeah. that? But now it makes total sense. Now, now I like it. And now it's very unique. I mean, Gary Bodley is pretty unique. There's only one other Gary Bodley that I know of in the U.S. And I only know of him because he has certain, wow. you know, he has certain usernames that he got there before I did. But mm. there's definitely no Gary Temple Bodley. And so if you want a name that's searchable, that's a damn good name to have. So what you're saying is when you go on the porn sites and you create a username, <laughs> I, would, take- I would never do that. And plus oh, I would never create right. a username on a porn site. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do that. Is Sorry. that a thing? I, I don't know. <laughs> I've, been, I've been told it is. I'd like to congratulate the actors. Yeah. I leave positive quotes. Fine performance. Positive uplifting uh, little Bravo. words down there. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. And, li- and little comments for the next, you know, yeah. for the next time. Here's an idea, you know, and I like to talk to them. Yeah. Pause at 234. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what I really like is this move you did at minute <laughs> one point twelve. Yes, Can you please write that down. Explain how it yeah. works. Uh-huh. <laughs> More of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, hey, does anyone have a quote for this? Yeah, thing? I got one. I got oh, one. Excellent. Yeah. Is it is it a good one? Oh no, this one sucks bad. This All is right. really. <laughs> this is really. Should I still read it though? Why yeah. not? We're All right, here. I'll just, it's I'll just read it anyway. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> but really, no one listen at this. You can, if you feel like doing something right now, just go do it. Okay. Don't, don't listen that hard. Okay. I'm going to make a phone call right now. Yeah. Make a phone call. Play Boom Beach. Go ahead. Make coffee. <laughs> text somebody. All right. Uh, let's say that when you are feeling good in a, in a high emotional state of being, you receive inspiration to act and action taken in this state will result in a beneficial result. It will move you towards where you want to go. However, when you are in a low emotional state of being, you will receive an urge to do something that will help you feel better. Urges are quite different compared to inspiration. Urges comes from feeling bad and are there, and are there to get you out of that bad feeling state. Urges are like reflexes. Imagine your hand touches a hot stove. Before you have time to think, a reflex action pulls your hand away. It is designed to get you out of a bad feeling place. However, the reflex does nothing to move you forward, and depending on where you're standing and who's behind you, it could lead to something unwanted. You might elbow the person standing behind you. See, I told you it wasn't that good. Yeah, right. If you're in the kitchen, <laughs> if you're in the kitchen, your, hot, your hand hits the hot stove and you yeah. reflexively change the conditions so you don't burn your hand, fine. And you elbow a person who's carrying a hot, bowl, a hot pot of boiling liquid and it spills all over them and you. Yeah. Right. Doesn't lead to a water kitchen. No. Wow. But this. That sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> so an urge there is to change a condition and inspiration is an action that will lead you forward from feeling and good. This is a tricky thing to do to figure out. And this is what most people have difficulty in. Is that an urge to change the condition or is this an inspiration? And that takes a lot of practice because we're not used to feeling good for that long. Yeah. So are we really feeling good or are we, you know, up and down the spiral, as a stream would say. You, we go up and down that spiral all day long. So, like, right now, feeling good. I had the inspiration today. I sent out this inspiration, <clears throat> and I got back exactly the opposite of what I thought I would get from this mm-hmm. action. And so now I'm, like, stuck in this quandary of what to do next. It's very interesting. I did the action. I did the step that I could take. Came back in a way. Now I don't know what yet, so I'm now I'm gonna have to wait for more inspiration. Now, do you do you question whether it was inspiration or an urge? It was definitely inspiration. Okay, I get inspiration very strong now, and okay. I've been I've been getting so in tune with inspiration and feeling good so much of the time that now when the idea comes, I just act on it. And this is what Joshua calls being a blended being when you're just yeah. moving through your day, acting on the inspiration that you do. Now I don't act on all of them, but I act on a lot of them. And I do realize the fear. And actually, the fear that I felt on this one thing that I did today, I pushed through that fear. But the exact 
fear came back to me. You know, what I was afraid of happened. Oh, wow. That sort of thing. What was it? What'd you do? I can't tell you. Why? I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> it's still ongoing. And I don't want to, well, to, you know, to let the cat out of the bag until it's over. Well, make it a thing where people have to pay to find out that information. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you join our Patreon. Oh, they're going to want to know now. Yeah. At the $50 a month level, you'll get to the, right. you'll, I'll reveal this to you. Yeah. Let's make money with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smart. I like the way you think. Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Trace. Businessman. All right. <laughs> Let's go into this question from Joanne. Who wants to read the question? All right. Kyla, would you like to read the question? Just kidding. Kyla left. <laughs> she ran out of the room. I think one of you guys said something that she got mad. So. Oh, she's having a manifestation event. I think she is. Uh, okay. Let's ask her when she comes back. There she's back. I said I made to get coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. We okay. thought it was something that somebody said, Kyla. Go ahead, Trace. <laughs> All right. Hi, Joshua. When I am reading esoteric books or listening to something of the same nature, I often get the inkling to share it with someone who comes to mind. But I stop because I realize they may not be open. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. <laughs> my screen is not open all the way. This is. We need to record this podcast again. Yeah, we need to stop because I realize they may not be open to the teachings at all because of their belief systems. So I stop myself. It doesn't bother me that I stop, but it comes up more and more. One part of me says, oh, stop imposing yourself on others and trying to change who they are since they aren't coming to me for help. I think perhaps I'm trying to change the condition of who they are by wanting to share this so they become different. Then, just before I wrote this, it happened again, and I wondered if it was inspiration that I should follow, and what is keeping me from doing it is fear of how they will judge me or that I will anger them. Okay. You got the next one, Tracy? No, it's not coming up. Okay. I've recently had conversations with friends individually where they are expressing a situation of theirs they aren't pleased with, etc. They do not ask for my help or opinion, but I blurt out what comes to mind anyway. I am a definite blurter. Then at night, I judge myself for being that way since they didn't ask. I don't know if they understand as I explain what I have learned. I don't know if it helps them or not, as I don't always ask if it makes sense. I recall Esther Abraham saying, don't share unless they ask me for my opinion. I know some of my friends think I'm a little odd, Joshua, and I think that's okay. Perhaps I'm just planting a seed. True. Um, I don't remember Esther say, or, or Abraham saying, uh, don't share yeah. unless they ask for an opinion. Maybe not exactly like that. Yeah. 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 I think I heard um, Joshua say that, though. Joshua may have said something like that, like, yeah. What have you heard, Kyla? Well, that I can't, I can't remember. I can remember where I was sitting when I heard it, like sitting in my <laughs> But something along the lines of, like, if they, if they come to you, if they ask, then yeah. that's the time. Or, like, I don't know. I can't remember all the details, but I remember hearing it that way of it. Like, I'm not, not that I can't ever say anything. If you're inspired to say something, say something, obviously. Right. But like, in general, letting them come to us rather than us going to them. Well, Tracy, you had a conversation with a friend last night, and they came to you. So you were, you were, they were in the perfect place to receive what you said to them. Um, and, We've had conversations with people. It's like they get started off on this tangent about talking about what's wrong. And I always have this inspiration to point out a different perspective and it always seems to help, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I don't really say this is Joshua or this is channeled, you know, yeah. or this is law of attraction, but I just try and say, well, from another perspective, what about this and this and this? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I can relate to what Joe Ed's talking about. Um, I blurted stuff out and it's not, and, and it's been from urge urges. I've been yeah. working on that for a while now. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. You have urges to blurt things out. You're a blurter. <laughs> yeah. I've, I have urges to like, 
I guess, teach when I'm not asked or whatever. Well, I think or we're all there. Yeah. We're yeah. all naturally uplifters and we want people to, you know, see things from a different perspective so yeah. they can enjoy life and be happy and stuff. Yeah. What I see too, so though sometimes it's like when somebody around me is talking about a situation that they are unhappy with and then I have this whatever to say something, a lot of the time it's because it's not just from this pure love-based place. It's that it's a lot easier for me to be happy when everybody around me is happy. Yeah, when, for sure. It's a lot easier for me to feel good about things when people aren't complaining, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, um, right. So that's what I've seen is that's where it comes from. But then there is a place where it's not solicited, like with the boys, where it is just it naturally come. Well, it also comes from the controlling, like trying to change them. But like where it comes, it just comes out naturally as a like teacher, you know, or <clears throat> teaching thing. So I, I think it's just like everything else. It's like it boils down to the intention, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, because there's this thing about a hundred percent accepting somebody, right? Yeah. So yeah. if they're in a situation and like, you know, I, like we all love this information and we all think, I, I, well, I'll speak for myself, like there's an idea like, oh, if everyone just did this and lived this and knew it, but it's everyone's where they are. And if I totally accept somebody, I, can, I have to be able to expect, uh, accept them for not wanting to and not even being aligned with this information. So that's, well, that's the <clears throat> Okay. So there, I think you hit on the key of this is if you see them as perfect and accept them where they are in their suffering and struggles and whatever, right. what have you. And then are inspired to say something, well, that's perfect. You right. know, it's from that non-acceptance, wishing them to be different than they were, that you receive the urge to say something, yeah, you know, to change yeah. their condition so that you'll yeah. feel better. And then okay. it becomes like a double negative because it's somebody who's already in fear. Right. You know? And then they're, be told, they're being told that they're wrong, essentially, or that they need to be different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this it's, is yeah. why people have such a problem with the idea they created their own reality because if I created this reality, you're saying it's my responsibility for what I created, mm -hmm. and I created this mess. Right. And we're saying, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like to hear that. No. <laughs> but yeah. I think in every situation, every conversation, every experience is a learning lesson. So we're always yes. teaching. We're always teaching, no matter what we say, whether it's an inspired thing or an urge. I mean, it's just always a lesson. Uh, yeah. You know, there's yeah. always a yeah. lesson to learn in every conversation, every experience. Right. And what I've seen with the boys is that, like, yes, sometimes they listen to what I say, but so much more they learn from what I do, from how I'm, uh, you know, yeah. so I can talk at them and tell them all the things. But if I'm not embodying those things or, like, living those things out, if they're not seeing those things in action from me, then it, what does it mean? That's not. true. Well, that's being an example of alignment. Yeah, that's yeah. how you teach. You don't teach by talking. You teach by being that example. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to teach, yeah, because <laughs> sometimes yeah. they don't want to hear it. Like last night with the conversation, you know, my friend came and asked, oh, talking about a situation that she was in a couple of nights ago, she was like, should I have done this? Was I wrong? Should I pay more attention to him? I said, absolutely not. I said, what you did was perfect. I was like, there's no need to change, you know, the past. No need to even worry about well, you did anything wrong. Everything was right everything was right. She was like, oh, oh, okay. But it's hard for people to, you know, see the higher perspective, you know, when they're looking at it from their own little, you know. Yeah. Universe. Because, yeah, well, that's the yeah. limited perspective. It's hard to see yeah. through the illusion. Yeah. It seems like you did something wrong from your perspective. Right. But it's so funny because other people may not even, even have noticed anything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because we're so used to like looking back and questioning what we did and maybe having regret or second guessing. Mm -hmm. And you're saying whatever yeah. you you're saying whatever you did, it's fine and it's, it's okay. Fine. And it does it's no longer even like it's it's not even real anymore. It's time to, you know, it's time to move on. And, right. And what you can do with those situations where you're like, "Oh my god, you know, did I do it wrong?" No, no, no. Accept it. Everything was perfect the way it went. Right. And and if you liked the outcome or if you liked what happened in that experience, then you're obviously happy. If you didn't like it, no need to change it. Just, you know, there's an experience to discern your preference. Good. Oh, I didn't like the way that happened. So next time in my mind, if that situation comes up again, I'm going to act, 
maybe this way. Imagine yourself acting in a more empowering way, you know, a way that would make you feel better about, you know, that seems if it came up again. I like that. Yeah, that's all looking at it from a higher perspective. Yeah, exactly. That what you're doing, like, is empowering them to, uh, I don't decide for themselves, you know, rather than just like telling them how it should be, but like offering them tools for Mm -hmm. handling it next time, you know, which is right. Exactly. But I, I like in studying like a leader and teacher and like what these things are. It seems like the best ones are the ones who create the space for learning and then empower the student or whatever to come to the, arrive at the answers themselves or like pose questions so that they can discern it. Cause I've seen that with teachers that I've had where when I'm just being given the answers for the test, Mm -hmm. like I might be able to take the test, but I won't remember it. All right. Put it in practice. But when a teacher like, has had me sit down and like do the work, you know, write out the work myself and things like that. Then it's a lot more likely to stick than if it's Yeah. yeah. For sure. You know, it's so funny you say that because I, I once, and this might not be the exact same thing you're saying, but I once heard Gary V. I like, I really like Gary V. And he was talking to a young dude and he was giving, and he was, and he was, um, I guess he was guiding the, the young guy to where Gary thought, you know, the advice that he wanted to give him, what, what Gary was doing was asking him a series of questions, you know, like, do you think, do you think you made the right decision here? And do you think you could have done it this? And, and of course he's guiding him, but he's doing it with questions mm-hmm. instead of telling him what he should have done and what he could have done. Mm-hmm. And it really, I was like, oh, this is really working nicely because he, like what you said, he let the, the young guy kind of come to the conclusions. I mean, obviously it was guided, but still he let, he let him come to it in his own way. And then at the end, it feels like the, the young guy feels like, well, he came to that by himself instead of being told that. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's go on with Joshua's answer. Kyla, do you have the whole screen up? This is really long, wide, isn't it? It's very yeah. wide. That's why I couldn't see it all. And yeah. I had a. I thought it was just on mine. I copied it. That's what she said. Oh, see, I'm smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. What? Mark. That's inappropriate. No, this is, what are you talking about? No, she said that the, the email slide. He's right, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> All, right. All right. Dear Joanne, it might be difficult in certain situations to understand whether you were receiving an urge to change the conditions or true inspiration. We ask you to think about who you really are. You are a loving and limitless being. What would a being based in love do? A being based in love would be inspired to spread love. If that being was temporarily experiencing some fear, she would receive urges to change the conditions. Therefore, if the thought to share information based in love comes to you, then because the information is based in love and you are based in love, you can be certain it is an inspired idea. If it comes to you, then it is for you. If you act on the inspiration, you will be moving toward the life you truly want. If you prevent yourself from acting because fear pops up, you will not be moving toward that life because you are limited by fear. So this is what I'm trying to do now too, is, is <clears throat> receive the inspiration and then say, is this inspiration aligned with love? Mm. If that action is aligned with love, is this a love-based action? Mm. And if this is a love-based action, then I'm pretty confident that's inspiration. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. And for me, I don't like uh, you were saying earlier, the big question is like, is it inspiration? Is it urge? And there are times when looking back, like I thought it was one and then realized it was the other. And it's a matter of accepting that and like not letting that prevent me from following the inspiration, even if it might not be inspiration next time, but just Uh like, yeah, going with whatever I think it is and then okay with whatever it ends up. Yeah. You'll figure it out. And it's not bad if it's a, if you act on urge, it just doesn't have that power that the inspiration has. Right. Right. Okay. Fear is like the brakes on a car. It slows the car down. It is resistant. It is limiting. Obviously, you could not operate a car without the brakes, and so they serve their purpose. However, the operation of the car is not effective when the brakes are constantly engaged. To move to the life you desire, you must ease up on the resistance and push past the fear. 
Right. So you got to let off the ga- off the brakes and put on the accelerator. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you make mistakes, sometimes you're still acting on what you think is inspiration and you're still pushing past fear because you, because even when it's an urge, you still have fear, you know, when you're angry and you have the urge to punch the wall, most of the time you can stop yourself because you know, the, you have the fear of hurting the wall or your hand. Mm-hmm. Only when you're in really enraged, do you follow through with that? But mm-hmm. it's rare. I liked that analogy of the brakes and also like felt relief one time when I think it was said to Wendy that uh, like, it's okay to pump the brakes, (laughs) you know, like we get to choose our speed. And sometimes we do like when we're super lined or whatever, get rolling downhill really fast and it's fun and it's good and it's all love based, but sometimes it feels like a lot and it is okay to like (laughs) pump the brakes just a bit or, you know, that it serves a purpose. Like, but yeah, but the idea of them being constantly engaged. I remember um, working in high school at this department store and this woman, older woman that I worked with, she must have been, I guess, in her 50s at the time. She drove me home one time and she had one hand, one foot on the brakes and one foot on the gas. And she was just going back and forth like this. And so the (laughs) ride was like this the whole way home. And it was made such an impact on me that I remember the whole ride today, you know. (laughs) It's like crazy. It's like, what are you doing? You know, right. there's a reason you only use the brakes and the gas with one foot. <laughs> but that's what we all do. We yeah. have the gas on and the brakes on at the same time. Instead of flowing down the road. Right. <laughs> I, re- I just made the analogy in my head. that like, So I drive a manual. Um, so my left foot is engaging the clutch. But so when I drive an automatic, it's like a metaphor for my life where I'll be accelerating and then I'll think I got to put on the clutch, but I'll act like I'll hit the left, uh, the brakes, my left foot like <laughs> 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 start going again. If you, is that where I am? Yep. Yeah. If you had the thought to tell someone that you love them, would this be inspiration? That depends on your state of being. If you are feeling unloved and you want someone to tell you that they love you, you might employ this as a tactic to manipulate the conditions in order to receive what you think you want. If you truly feel inspired to say, I love you to someone, then fear will pop up. What if they do not reciprocate my love? How will I feel then? The fear is irrational, and so it is appropriate to take action and share your inspired thoughts. The thought is based in love, you are based in love, and the action that is inspired is also aligned with love and who you really are. Okay, so that's a perfect uh, idea here that, that you, can, you can have this inspiration to say I love you right. that seems like a love-based inspiration, but if you're using it to manipulate conditions just to get back someone to say, I love you back to you, then that's an urge to change how you feel. So right? it's not a true inspiration. Yeah. As far as it's, like, it's an gosh. urge. Yeah. So yeah. you have to understand your state of being. And so if you're in a negative or a low emotional state of being and you want to alleviate that low emotional feeling and you think this is the way to do it, that's an urge to change the condition. All right. So what is it when, <laughs> I mean, it, this is funny, uh, but lately just a couple of times. Let me get my thing together. But what if someone says, I love you to you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right. <laughs> you know? just, just say thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. That, that was in Friends. Do you remember the first time Ross said, I love you to Rachel? And she goes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then gets on the plane. <laughs> but I'll say it back, you know? And do I really feel it in my heart? I mean, like, yeah, all right. I love you. It's you know, but I, you know, it's it's not that real like love. Like yeah. wow, like I care so. You know that you know that love feeling right. I'm talking. So right. is that manipulation? You know, like why? You know, why do I say it back just because you know, I, I don't want her to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. How about th- say this? They say I love you to you, and you say uh-huh. I accept you. For <laughs> the weirdo that you are, love and acceptance are the same thing. There is, it is the same thing. Oh my god, that's a good one. I, I, get, I get what you're saying, um, <laughs> and I, I see how you could love me. 
<laughs> right? I get that part of it. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> and I accept that that's how you feel about me. I accept you for that. <laughs> yeah, try that exactly yeah. like how he did it. But yeah, maybe, was, just maybe, don't follow me around. Okay? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah. stay with, stay, well, we have our state restraining order. Runny feet, stay <laughs> over there. <laughs> Maybe follow the restraining order. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was weird because a couple of times she said that. Sometimes it was through text. I'm like, huh. And I'm like, aw, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wasn't inspired to say it back, but I did anyway, you know? Well, that's the path of least resistance sometimes. Yeah. Um, I was going to say with text, that's like where emojis come yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, where you can express you put, like feelings without having to put the words on them that don't necessarily feel true. Right. Yeah. Like the little poop emoji would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Poop. I know that. <laughs> I know that awkward feeling where it's like, I mean, there is love there, but I'm not inspired yes. to say that specifically back because I'm not feeling it. But I also, I had a moment where somebody told me, said that for the first time and I didn't even think about it, but my response was, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I felt like that too. That was just inspiration. I, I think it came out like, oh, I know. Oh, oh. I think let's change, let's get that trending from now on. Don't say I love you back. Just say I know. I know. I know. That's from that's from Star Wars, you guys. Know. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's uh, Leia said that uh-huh. to. Han Solo, remember? <laughs> I love you. I, and he goes, I know. I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. That. Yeah. Uh, the person knew that. I wonder if he less shit about it. <laughs> and I think, and I think, you know, it was a uh, who plays Han Solo? George uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Harrison that Ford. was an ad lib, or like he said, no, she, he should. Oh yeah. Yeah, Han Solo wouldn't say, "I love you too." He'd say, "I know." No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just you know, just fun facts here. Yeah. Back to this topic, though, like in saying I love you as a, well, it's unconscious manipulation, you know, so it's not, I think most people aren't doing it to like knowing right. that they're doing it to get right. in love, but I see this happen so much too with parents and like hugs from their kids, you know, they're like, give me a hug, but it's because they want a oh, hug. Oh, right. And the kids like, love to their uh, kids. Uh, like, <laughs> they're like, come on, can I have, a, and not just parents, like a lot of people. Right. But using that, that's one of those situations where it's an urge for me where I always want to tell them, you know, uh-huh. like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> but like, no, but just like so many other things, instead of trying to change them, what I've been using it as is a reminder for me and how I approach my kids. And instead of like, if oh, I'm nice. feeling like low on love or whatever, then what I've remembered or what I'm working on remembering, keeping in remembrance is that like, giving love is what feels good and so instead mm-hmm. of asking somebody else for something then I ask if I can show or just show them love so like instead of asking my kids for a hug when I'm feeling sad I'll say can I give you a hug you know and if, if they say no that's fine too but like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. good yeah. well I've been you know writing consciously all my emails I've been signing at love Gary mm-hmm. and because I want to put out as much love as I can and keep Getting, you know, it's uncomfortable at first, and now it's pretty comfortable to do it. Yeah. So I just keep doing that and doing that. And, you know, at first it was like with love, and now I just put love. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I, I, I like to do that too. But yeah, and that's a great way to look at it, just giving more love, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Signing love, Gary. All right. Love Let's work. Go to the next one. If you are in a place of alignment, love, and you receive the thought, you can analyze it and consider whether it is a true desire or simply an urge to change the conditions. Your state of being will inform you to the basis of thought. In alignment, you receive inspiration that will move you forward to the life you truly desire. In a state of fear, out of alignment, you receive urges to change the conditions. Fear will pop up in the case of an urge or an inspiration. Do you see that the fear allows you time to consider your action? That's very useful but limiting. It limits you from acting on both urges and inspiration. Therefore, your state of being plays a large role in determining the quality of the thought. This is why it's important to meditate, engage in a daily spiritual practice, and maintain your alignment. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is really the key of it. I mean, I mean I'm sure there's, 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 this is a general key, is generally 
Are you in alignment? And if you're in alignment, this is inspiration. If you're in half alignment and half, you know, fear during your day, half in alignment, half out of alignment, it's hard to know when you're in alignment. Right. That's why the key to this is meditating because in meditation, you can more clearly receive thoughts and understand those thoughts. It's important to do a daily spiritual practice to pay attention to what you appreciate, what you are grateful for, set your intentions for the day, uh, write down what you were inspired to do, things like that. And, and then work on feeling good in however you can do it. Right. So that you're in alignment more and more often. Right. And that's why you're not confused too much. Yeah. Or less confused. Yep. Okay, last paragraph. Acting on inspired ideas will allow you to explore more fully who you really are. Acting on urges will allow you to more fully explore who you are not. Either way, you are exploring and expanding, and so there is no wrong in any of it. However, an effective life is created by pushing past fear and acting on inspired ideas. If you are inspired to purchase a crystal to create an environment of love, then that is a marvelous idea. If you are using crystals to change an unwanted condition, then they are pretty, but ineffective. With our love, we are Joshua. This is a part of that question, which I think I may have omitted. But at the end, she said, and by the way, what are, how are crystals? You know, oh. <laughs> <by> some crystals, <laughs> right? And so they wrap it up by saying, if you're inspired to purchase a crystal to create an environment of love, then that's a marvelous idea. But if you're using crystals to change unwanted conditions, then they are pretty, but a bit effective. And... I was talking to someone who is thinking about joining the boot camp, and they are talking about all the stuff that they have going on, which is they're um, they have the, what's the, what's the Kabbalah books? If you're you, you wear that red string on your on your wrist, and you have these books, is it the Torah? I forgot. You have these books in your house, and they're to bring you know well being and fortune, you know good fortune and abundance into your house. So we used to have those in our house too. And uh, we used to have crystals everywhere and we, we feng shui the house, you know, it's all these external things used to create conditions, right? That yeah. we wanted because we thought it would be like good, good luck and stuff. And so this is like, you're trying to manipulate the conditions through these, all these different things. Yeah. Someone, someone had given, um, the Joshua, one of the Joshua books to somebody, I think a perception of reality. And she sleeps with it under her pillow because she thinks the energy of the book is going to <laughs> right. infect her life, you know, and improve her life. But she hasn't read the book yet. She doesn't keep it under Osmosis. Right? So it's all this idea of control, yeah. controlling conditions to change them instead of acting on inspiration. And, cool. Yeah, and it's a go- also a good metaphor for how we all work way too hard at it. Like we have one job and that job is to feel as good as we can as much as of the time as we can, like you said. And the rest, we, we try to like make things happen, control the conditions, work hard at something. And again, we're, we work way too hard at things. And so um, buying the crystals, hanging up the, uh, hanging up the crystals and getting the books. And I mean, we can also do that with just our life, trying to make things happen in our life. And yeah. that just really tires us, doesn't it? Well, it's not effective. So yeah. the effective approach to life is acting on inspiration and pushing past fear and then spending your time feeling good so that you're in alignment to get inspiration and also processing your limiting beliefs. So when the fear pops up, it won't be as intense. It'll be easier to push past it. Yeah, so so there's a so there's a little part about the pushing past fears that um, I question in my mind um, because sometimes again the fear can sometimes a fear can feel like a fear, but it really is an inspiration. Huh? Um, and sometimes the fear, like let's say there's a, a a guy that you want to date, and you have a feeling about this guy. Let's say you're a girl, and then he's a creepy guy. Yeah. So you, so you, there's an, you have a gut feeling that he's, that you shouldn't go out with him. Yeah. And you shouldn't. Right. That's, that's, you, but, the urge then, is that, okay, this is, okay. you all know, go on a date and this could be the guy. And the fear is stopping you from acting on that urge. 
Right. But sometimes if I say, oh, well, I should, I want to, but there's a part that, but the other way, end of that could be, well, I'm lonely and I want to date somebody, right? Changing the conditions, and, right. And, the, and that could feel like an inspiration. And then to push, so then I have a fear about this guy or an urge that, you know, maybe I shouldn't. But then there's an idea of pushing past the fear. Okay, so, but not acting on an urge. What you're talking about is acting on an urge to change your lonely condition. But I'm saying, but at that point, you don't know, right? So at well, that you, point, you think it's an inspiration. Well, yeah, but, it's, no. but it is an urge. It's not an inspiration. Right. Well, loneliness but, is not a good feeling. I, so. I, I, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that pushing past fear, I, I would... When you're inspired, when it's obvious inspiration. Well, okay. Not when you're trying to change okay. conditions and urge. But, yeah. but lots of times we don't know that, right? Well, that's what we're saying. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, I think I get what you're saying, Mark. Like where, where heralding this idea of pushing past fear. Right. Like when we're like, sometimes that's the next thing, but a lot of us are at the point where like, where, or for me, what's more, what, what leads to that naturally, the pushing past fear, rather than me focusing on pushing past fear is focusing on being aware of what's fear and what's love, Mm. you know, and then just Mm -hmm. deciding what I want to like, that being the focal point, not like, oh, I have to push past all my fear. I have to push past all my fear because then I just get in this like mode of just like pushing through and not necessarily discerning what's what, if that's yeah. what, like the idea of pushing past or pushing through or overcoming or something. But if right. I'm just focusing on awareness, like yeah. what's true here, like where is this actually coming from? And then just like, I think the pushing past, well, I think that leads to just more of being aware, you know, but then also more alignment because it's so easy to discern what's what. And then naturally, instead of like having to push past, I'm just kind of like rolling through it, moving through it. Well, <clears throat> a lot of times we don't understand what the fear is. And so think about the fear of calling <laughs> the, the inspiration to call your mother. Right. And right. so you say, well, now's not a good time. I'm working on this thing now, or she's probably busy, or she might be sleeping, or whatever it is, or she'll keep me on the phone for a while. Those are still fears, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have that inspiration to call her out of the blue, you're in alignment, and now's the time to call her, because that will lead to something else. Okay. You know? so, so you come up with reasons not to do things, and those are our limitations. So I'm not talking about you know, quitting your job and moving to somewhere else. I'm talking about all these little fears that will lead no. you on this path to receive greater and greater and greater inspiration. And, you, and we will never act on all the inspiration we get. Yeah, and, that's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> get a lot but, of inspiration. But the idea is to get in tune with the, with the inspiration. And I, think the, uh, yeah. I think what people need to practice is learning the difference between inspiration and urges because i understand what you're talking about mark because like a lot of people who don't know you know who are still practicing that um what you do is you get a gut feeling and you should always you know listen to that gut because that's your inner guidance telling you you know so if you you know walk i don't know for example we'll use your example if a girl wants to date someone and you know she meets a guy but she gets that gut feeling nah i don't like him she should listen to that instead of pushing back the fear pushing through yeah some people are like but i want to date you know and i gotta push past this fear what's this fear it's like no 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 so there's a difference between that gut feeling where nah this is not right let's you know let's turn this way you know those are that's inspiration too but it's right people just don't understand you know they're having A lot of people are, uh, always ask, what's the difference between inspiration and urge? How do I know? How do I know? How do I know? Yeah, it's the toughest Inside. part of yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. What kind of mood are you in now? But, you know, that gut feeling is also a guidance system to tell you. If you right. feel something's wrong, you know, listen to it. Like, don't say, oh, my God, that's fear. I got to push through it. Right. <laughs> you know, No, always listen to that. I'm right. on, sort of on the other fence with that is that I think people use these things like gut feelings to, to as their excuse not to do what sure. they're required to do. Yeah. And they, yeah. they want to hold on why. to the limitations. I used to have people, usually it was new home buyers, and they would say, okay, let's offer $20,000 less, and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Bullshit, you know? <laughs> offer what yeah. the house is worth, and you'll get the house, and you'll live comfortably in this beautiful house. Yeah. Instead of being afraid of all these things that are coming up for you, you know? Push past that fear, and do what you're inspired to do. And this is obviously the house for you. And so I had a, 
I had to uh, twist some arms there back in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the beer. Yeah, that's the inspired. What if that was a true feeling for them? What if they were inspired to offer $20,000 less because they weren't meant to have that house? Well, they're... Right. We mean they're not meant to have any house ever because that's what they're going to do for the rest of their life. And I've seen it a million times. <laughs> you know, it's just fear. It's just plain old fear. They're afraid fear. of this process, yeah. and they, they're every single new home buyer is like this. Until and every single person who's bought twenty homes is not like it. You know, they've pushed past the fear, so they've gained the confidence. And this is true of how fear works. If you can succumb to fear all you want, but you're never going to go along that path to who you are, you're going to be limited as a renter in the in this analogy for the rest of your life because you're not willing to push past and do, you know, take that leap of faith that you're inspired to take. And so I call bullshit on a lot of that stuff. I say, yeah, it's time for us to push past fear, myself included. I have to push past a ton of fear to do the things I want, but that's leading me to this expanded life that I truly desire. I'm on this planet to live this life that I intended to live, not to live in fear, you know, not to keep myself in this little box. Like Abraham says, you live in these mansions, but you just live in the closet downstairs behind the stairs. You know, that's what Abraham says. And I totally agree with that. When I heard that, it makes so much sense. Not only are we not going outside, we're not even going outside of the closet. That's how limited we live. And I want to live this expanded, beautiful, wonderful life where everything is available to us, where we can be, have, and do anything we want. And that limitation, those brakes are always applied. Let's let off the brakes and coast to where we want to go. That's what I have to say. Mm. I think that, yeah, that when Joshua says, you know, it's very, very important to have a daily spiritual practice because that's when you can discern, you know, right in those moments when you're like, all right, is this fear? Should I push, push past this fear? Or is this a guidance to me telling me that I should not go across the street because, you know, there's danger there? You know what I'm saying? That gut feeling that you're getting, whether it's the fear or the gut feeling. You're, so the daily spiritual practice helps you to really listen to your inner guides and say, oh, I could push through this fear. Or, you know what? Nope. This is where I listen to that and, you know, just turn the other way. You know, take a little detour sometimes, depending because right. – you know, that little inner self-talk guidance system is, is, is there for you to protect you, right? So most well, of the hold time, on. Yeah. You don't need protection. We're not here to get protected. But yeah, if, if there is something that we don't need to be a part of, we will right. be guided away from that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm but that, I think you hit the nail on the head is the daily spiritual practice. And Mark has talked about this for a long time. We don't spend enough time doing something a day, meditating or journaling or automatic writing or whatever it is to keep ourselves aligned with who we really are. Right. We live, we're supposed to live like this balance between the inner self and the outer reality. And we end up, most of us are consumed with the outer reality. And so a little daily spiritual practice, half an hour a day is like going to the gym. It's very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, this is a good conversation, you guys, because it's making me think and realize with the help of you guys that sometimes we don't know the difference between an inspiration and an urge, but also a fear also can be, we don't know the difference between a fear and an inspiration, right? So for an, exa for an, for an, for an example, for example, in Kyla's example, a first-time buyer, and let's say they have an urge to buy a house. Let's say they're not ready. So they go and they, they think it's inspiration and maybe they have pressure to buy the house, but maybe on one, on one level, they're not ready. And so they do offer that less 20%. And it looks like fear, but that fear just could be an inspiration. And so not to, and maybe they're not ready, but that doesn't mean that they're never gonna. So one thing that you said, Gary, is that then they're just gonna, they're just, they'll never take that next step. But maybe that's just, uh, maybe that's just something that they go down a path and then they don't buy it, but then they might learn something from it and they might gather information and maybe make more money to feel that they're ready to. And then the next time they might buy that house, you know, at a hundred thousand dollars more because now it's five <laughs> years later. <laughs> right. I wasted five but years running a house. It's interesting. Yeah, everything because, is a learning experience, right? right? So either way they go, they'll learn something, hopefully. That's if what they had passed, pushed past the fear. See, 
Yeah, if they had pushed past the fear and bought the house. Now, I would say, uh, I would but think show about that. you one example where I would agree with yeah. you. Yeah, right. So, so. Just one? Yeah, I have one example. <laughs> That's it. But this is a good example, and it goes exactly what you're saying. Okay. In the craze, the real estate craze of 2002 to 2006, right? Yeah. People felt like if they weren't buying a house, they were missing out. They were losing out. Right. And they were, but they weren't buying it for 20,000 less. They were offering 20,000 more, you know, that right. sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, so say a person was in that craze and they got the inspiration to pay 20,000 less so they wouldn't get it. That would be a perfect example of, of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Exactly right. Yeah. So thank you all. This is a, uh, this is fun. I mean, it, it's fun to come together and have four different, you know, takes, perspectives on this subject from four different levels. And it really is. I think we give a, a well-rounded view of this, you know, and I we're all. So. I know I'm yeah. totally right because nobody's wrong. No matter what they do, they're right. Whether they offer 20,000 less, 20,000 more, it doesn't matter. They're still right. It's their experience. Everybody's right. Nobody's wrong. <laughs> and then I'm more interested in seeing how people can, yeah, can move towards that life they intend to live. Right. To, to allow the life, this wonderful life to come to them, but they're limited by fear. And so let's just say that that is what fear is, is the limitation. There's nothing wrong with it, but we tend to be consumed by fear. And so I think from my perspective, all of Joshua's teachings is about seeing things from another perspective where the fear is diminished, you know, understanding whether it's a rational fear or an irrational fear. Yeah. And if you can move, push past the fear, you gain confidence. Yes. And if you don't, you, you become more and more fearful as life goes on. And who I see day in and day out are people who have gotten to my age who have so much fear that they are just a basket case. Yeah. You know, I have friends who are a basket case. I have relatives who are literally a basket case. They are in so much pain and fear and suffering and, you know, unwanted physical conditions and, for me personally, I want to find a way to help people who, you know, not far gone, but who are like us ready to get the stuff to right. create more love-based lives and less fear-based lives. Yeah, I'm passionate about that too, because we can see as, you know, with your father, my mother, Lizzie's mother, as you get older, the fear, if you don't get out of it, you know, it just, the older you get, the more fearful you become. There's a momentum to it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to build a momentum to love. Right. And I want to be, when I'm 80, you know, living life and having fun and <laughs> doing stuff and traveling yeah. and having parties and doing all the stuff that I'm doing now. I want to be even more love-based than I am now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I think for, for us to be who we all are, we have to break down the limitations imposed by fear. Yeah. We have to step out of our comfort zones. We have to live big, bold lives. And if you look at a lot of the fear that we face when we're, when we're uh, thinking about taking inspiring action, it's all irrational. It's so irrational. And I'm not talking about something that could be dangerous. I'm talking about little things, you know, that right. we don't do. So that's where my take is. Yeah. That's no, I agree. You know? So that's where you start. Go ahead, Kyla. Oh, I was going to say like that, uh, all of that is true, but also like the best way to do that, to build that momentum is to turn it all in, in. like rather than trying to help all the out there, you know, uh, like all those, I see it as all of those people out there that I want to tell are all pieces of me. So whatever I have to say to everyone is really what I have to say to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm saying this to me. I'm saying I got to get rid of my fear. I got to step out of my comfort zone. I got to do more, be more, and be more who I am. More and more and more and more. Yep. I'm saying the same thing to everything I'm saying to everyone else, I'm saying to me. Yeah. Just like you said. That's yep. true. And I use, I use excuses like crazy not to do things. <laughs> you know? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have fun along the way. We got to have fun along the way. Well, it is fun. Yeah. And accept where we're at. That's the other part of it. Like yeah. 
Sure. I, like the doing more and being more is just going to naturally happen as a result of our existence here because we can't not expand. But like, that's what I've been finding a lot of joy in recently is just like accepting exactly where I'm at. Yeah. And knowing that there is more and like that I'm naturally seeing and like rejoicing all the ways that I'm naturally becoming more, but like taking a lot of the pressure off to like go big and do all the things and like live this big life because I've realized that like I'm already here living the life that I intended. Like I, I can, you were talking about mansions and like living in the closet. I feel like I'm living in the closet and I see it as a mansion, <laughs> you know, and like soon it'll like turn into a mansion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't even care whether it does or not because I'm so happy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's all yeah. that matters. As, as long as you're acting on the inspiration you're getting, then there is nothing else to do. That's all it is, is to do what you're inspired to do in the moment, in the day, make that a powerful moment and understand what is there. I'm not saying do things beyond what you're being inspired to do. I'm only talking about doing what you're inspired to do. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's where it stops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I am saying too that I know from my own experience that I have been receiving inspiration my whole life. Yeah. Acting on a tiny fraction of it, that was enough to get me where I am now, so that's all good. I just want to incorporate more of it to, right. to be less limited and act on more inspiration. And I noticed, and I've been shown great examples of this, and the cruise we were all on is one of them. When, I, when we just go with the flow and act on inspiration, it leads to literally magical things happening. Yeah. And, when, and then when we try and make things happen, it leads to literally miserable things happening. You know, those two days on that cruise were the perfect example of that. And I want to, the first day, follow pure, pure inspiration. The second day, try to control the conditions. And the first day was fantastic. I mean, they were both great days, of course. But from my perspective, it was frustrating the second day, and it was wonderful the first day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pushing through that fear, though, acting on your inspiration and pushing through that fear, you know, when you have that. You know, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter, but it always gives you confidence. When you act on that inspiration, yeah. push through the fear, you get it done. You're like, oh, no matter what the outcome is, you're just like, I, I did, did it. it. What, what I was did I, it. And what was I worried about? Like, yeah. 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 It was exhilarating. It is exhilarating. It's the best yeah. feeling in the world. I'm you totally. know, practice it all the time now. And it's super fun. It's super fun. Yeah. All right, you guys, this has been another incredible episode. Probably the best ever. The most deep, deep one, for sure. The deepest one. Yeah. Deepest, yeah. The deepest so, one. This is deep. This is a lot of stuff going on in this one. So thanks for being here. Everyone, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you again next week, and hopefully Wendy will be with us. Yay. Hopefully. Or else we're going to have that talk with her. Yeah, or intervention. <laughs> It'll either be an intervention or a podcast. Actually, we could record the intervention, just make it a podcast. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.